Welcome to episode 41 of the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Wanden. And with me as always, well, she doesn't go, she doesn't leave, is the lady from upstairs. Welcome. Thank you. That was a warm welcome, right? It didn't feel very warm to me. Okay. Uh, you've joined us at the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast, where we're going to talk about the latest news in sports, give us our, give you our opinions, give us our thoughts, and also obviously make you a lot of picks here because it's a sports betting podcast. We recommend betting at a respectable rate. Don't go over your head. Be safe. Uh, there's always tomorrow, so don't uh, don't lose the home. Don't lose the mortgage. Just uh, keep it simple everybody uh, you can follow the overrated experience on twitter at overrated e-x-p-e-r-2 that is overrated e-x-p-e-r-2 on twitter give us your thoughts picks mostly picks i don't really care about your thoughts i really want some winners anywho i also on facebook we have the facebook page that is the overrated experience sports betting podcast facebook page join us check out uh, we put up some picks and we're contemplating contemplating you know if i had a you know if i was actually smart and had glasses that i could actually chew on right now i'd be telling you that we're contemplating opening up an instagram account maybe we'll put some more photos online the lady from upstairs would love more photos online is that correct uh i said that yeah you said that <laughs> i guess all right anywho well i don't know you notice i say anywho a lot uh yeah i know uh, like, sorry i'm gonna have to cut that out all right <laughs> So, lady from upstairs, we got a lot going on here. A lot of, we got a lot of things changing in the world of sports. The Stanley Cup was handed out to the Las Vegas Golden Knights after six years of existence. Uh, it's, it's sad as a Leaf fan knowing that 1967 was the last Stanley Cup in the Vegas Golden Knights. Coming to the league six years later, they are Stanley Cup champions. What are your thoughts on the NHL end to the season? Well, I mean, it was, like I said, Vegas was the stronger team. They always were. I thought the Panthers were going to, um, you know, maybe take him to game seven. And I was completely wrong about that. So, uh, and funny enough, uh, Vegas finished for 4-1, for just like uh, uh, the basketball, NBA as well. So that's interesting. Yeah, it was a pretty quick uh, series for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everything was on. You knew Vegas blew out, you know, Florida, you know, in Vegas. And then Florida squeaked out a game, win in game three. Vegas, again, you know, pretty much was a dominant team in game four. Uh, however, you know, in game five, it was it was lights out. They got crushed. Florida ran out of gas. As soon as Matthew Kachuk was not going to play... With what we now know as a broken sternum, it was over. It was a matter of time. The Vegas uh, Golden Knights are your champions. And think about this. Can you imagine a Stanley Cup parade on the Strip in Vegas? What does that party look like? It looks like it'll keep going all night, all day. It's good. Well, Vegas is, you know, you can't it's tell open it's 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, oh my God, that, that'd be the, maybe the greatest per- place on earth for that uh, that moment. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. And uh, just, just taking a step back, to, we talked about the Matthew Kachuk injury. I have an issue with the NHL that uh, since, you know, legalized betting in the United States and Canada is now the norm. And leagues are looking to take advantage of that 
And well, why wouldn't they? It's a business model, right? They're they're going to keep uh, every. They're going to approach every situation with the, the idea of making a dollar, and that's what they've done since the launch of uh, gambling and all the sports books and the official sponsor of this, official sponsor of that, the NHL, et cetera, et cetera. Their players every ten seconds. I see an Austin Matthews commercial or a Mitch Marner commercial uh, regarding betting sites, etc. But when it comes to evolving with that, I, I'm very curious when it was known that Matthew Kachuk was not going to play in Game 5. What, what, okay, lady from upstairs, I know you know your hockey, but I, I know you know maybe a few of the players by name. Do you know who Matthew Kachuk is? Yeah. yeah. Say it again. What's his name? <laughs> Kachuk. Kachuk. Okay. Kachuk. <laughs> so they announced Matthew Kachuk not playing maybe 20 to 30 minutes before puck drop. Maybe less. I think it was 16, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or anybody's going to pick it up very close to the puck drop. Or, uh, you know, very, you know, they may have already placed their wager. So if at 3 o'clock in the afternoon... I told you that four hours from now, or five hours from now, that at that point, Matthew Kachuk was not going to play in that game tonight, game five. You as the average better, mm-hmm. what, would that name have stood out to you and made you think differently as you place a wager on the game? For sure. Yeah. Right. So I want to know if in reality that the Florida Panthers or the NHL knew that he was hurt and would not play to, uh, on the uh, during Game 5, and they did not share this information. Do you think a better out there that's got the inside track or an, an NHL insider or a team trainer is not s- sending that information to a buddy out there? Oh, by the way, Matthew Kachuk, who's been like our best player, mm-hmm. our, our guy that's key, scoring key overtime goals, the face of the franchise, pretty much. He's not going to play. You think that, you know, all of us were aware, like, you know, 15 minutes before puck drop. You know somebody's phone rang, right? Or got a text that, oh, Kachuk's not playing. Yeah. Is that fair? No. Yeah. Right. And that's the problem with the NHL. The NFL have to put out an injury report so that at least I know that, let's say, uh, Matthew Stafford or... Uh, you know, any quarterback you think of, Aaron Rodgers, is questionable. So at least I know that there's something wrong, and I have to put that in my thinking before I place a wager. So the NHL, if you did know, or the Florida Panthers did know, you need to you need to shake things up and change how you approach the game and reporting your injuries and stop with this bullshit about upper body shit. The guy's got a broken sternum. You know you had a broken sternum? That sounds pretty he, th- rough. That is rough, right? You know, like, uh, you know, not to play game five of a Stanley Cup final. You knew it was something bad, but to say it's an upper body injury until after the game, you should be ashamed of yourself, NHL. You need to step up with the big boys and actually understand if you're going to put your pocket the money for the game on the gambling side of the business, you need to open your doors to embrace what everything comes along with that. So I, I'm throwing that out there if that knowledge and news was there well before when it was actually announced. Because I am very, very skeptical 
that uh, that there was this was honest and this was done correctly. So that's my two cents. Do you do you agree with me or do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, totally okay. agree. Lack of transparency too. You need yeah. transparency. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, so the NHL wrapped up. Uh, a lot of things going on. The draft coming up. Free agency. A whole whack of stuff. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, this is a fun time. A lot of trades are happening. A lot of free agents will sign. This should be good. Now, moving on, uh, if you watched the night previous, the Denver Nuggets ended the Miami, ha- Miami Heat's uh, run in the playoffs. They, they are champions for the first time in Denver Nuggets history. And I will say the Nuggets uh, win. I was 0 for 6 in that stretch of bets that evening. Oh, and and like, it's just like, I, why didn't I just flip a coin? Why didn't I just get the dog to pick? You know, why didn't they just get Barney to come over and say, or Barney Betts and say, hey, put your paw on this, you know, like piss on over this, piss that, then at least I'll take that one. I had lost like quickly in a baseball game, St. Louis, San Francisco, over under a seven and a half. Guess what they finished? Seven. Of course. <laughs> hey, why not? I took both Jimmy Butler and Jokic to have a total uh, I can't remember the exact totals, but it was Jimmy Butler's points, rebounds, and assists. And he didn't wake up to the fourth quarter. He had eight points, if I'm recollecting this correctly. I don't even think that's proper English, by the way. Uh, <laughs> eight points going into the fourth quarter, and then he woke up, hitting key threes. You know, getting to the foul line. And then Jokic was on fire. And all I needed, you know, he's, I think he had 52 and a half, and he was sitting at 48. And for whatever reason you would think in the last three minutes, he would be the guy that's fouled going to the line, which did not happen. So I lost that, that, the over, which was a stupid play. That game was never going over. And uh, I also took a, a live bet where it took the game over 193.5. Well, that didn't work because Miami can't score any points. So that was an ugly night and almost made me say, hey, we got to end the podcast. we got to maybe quit and move on to, you know, maybe a pickleball. Uh, podcast because that's like the rage the kids are playing right now. So I, <laughs> I, I almost thought myself, but that was my night. Congratulations, Denver Nuggets. The lady from upstairs, I know that you had a few wins based on some of the bets you had previously announced on this podcast. Let, series, yeah. Floor is yours. The series. So I bet that um, the championship was going to go to five games, which they did. It was plus 185. So I won that. Um, and then I also won that uh, Denver was going to be 4-1. Um, so, again, they were going to finish in five games. And that was at plus 200. So, if only I had bet a little bit more money, I would have had a probably much bigger payout. But, you know, I'm conservative. Now, the NBA season, that's your passion. That, that's your yeah. that's your love. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those when you have the opportunity. It's usually the West Coast games that you sit down and actually get a chance to enjoy now that that's gone, how do you fill that void? Um, I think I might have to go to baseball. <laughs> All right. You did that last year. You went on to yeah. late night baseball. So you were yeah. betting a lot of Dodger, Angel, Mariner, yeah. uh, all those West Coast teams. Yeah. So you're West Side, right? I'm the so West Side. Yeah. West Side from yeah. upstairs. Okay. I just did flash the W. West Side. West Side. There you go. So uh, baseball for you. Basketball's done. Hockey's done. The transition is very different right now because baseball is an example. I'm going to get into it more now. The hockey and uh, basketball are over and the playoff run is over. 
And because uh, that's, yeah, there's not a lot left. So we got baseball. If you like Canadian football action, you got your CFL. I do like MLS, which is the, you know, Major League Soccer. So I do enjoy that. I sucked at betting so far, but I'll get more into that. Anything that stands out to you that you would bet? Like, is there any, like, is there anything you wouldn't try? Would you, would you try, because we have a few months of kind of nothing where mm-hmm. it's just baseball, would you try something like cricket or rugby or darts or Formula One? What about Formula One, the car racing? Sure, I'll try it. Wow. I mean, I started trying betting and, you know, I'm not going to say that's gone like fantastic, but it's fun. I can see the, I can see why people do it. Yes. Like it's, it's very fun. How More many entertaining. Part, how many, uh, maybe not you, I, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I can't speak for yourself, but how many interactions have you had now, whether it be a birthday party or you're overhearing people talk about betting? A lot. I actually am so surprised to hear when, when I hear about other people saying, oh yeah, I lost this bet or I won this bet and they're talking about all this betting now. seems like everyone's betting. Oh, even my girlfriends. <laughs> wow, you have girlfriends. That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> my girlfriends. <laughs> okay. Oh, got it, got it. The, okay, so for example, I've been, I've been betting since I've been like 13 years old. Yeah. Right? And that was like, you know, 18 15 years, years ago. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So I and a few select people that I know have always been in this world of, by, by no means professional, but these conversations that we've had since 13 years old has always been around betting, always been around what site you're using, always been around what, what uh, philosophy you're using, what games you're taking, what's your thoughts, especially during football season. And it's funny to see that explode to other people now that you never had these conversations with. Now talking about parlays they've hit or the bonuses that they've gotten from a site or how they've gotten a bad beat. These conversations never took place with the number of people that is now taken uh, with that uh, I, I've at least noticed. So the world is changing. We'll see if it's for good or bad. I know that for myself, it's one of my passions. This is why we're sitting here talking about it. And i got to hope that... Uh, Honestly, actually, the barbecue that we were at over the weekend, mm-hmm. I spent like you know 30, 30 minutes talking to a person I've never met before, passionately trying to change the world on sports betting. <laughs> I've never, I don't even remember the guy's name, right? Nice guy. Yeah. Weird, but we're talking about sports betting, and I couldn't tell you his name, but I could tell you his position on a lot of the thoughts on sports betting that we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's it's yep. crazy that the, the topic mm-hmm. has gone wild. So, speaking of wild, actually, it doesn't really translate well here, but the U.S. Open, the third golf major of the year, is upon us. Day one is in the books, and uh, the event is taking place at the L.A. The L.A. Country Club. Uh, what's it officially called? It's the L.A. County Country Club, whatever it is. Right sounds, right. sounds right. I wrote this down. Where is it? Oh, the U.S. Open, the Los Angeles Country Club. Mm-hmm. Visually on TV so far, I'm not so impressed the way the course looks. Um, I, I don't like the background. It looks, you see the, I don't know if they're apartment buildings, but they look like older buildings, but not the old classic buildings that you would, you know, if you were in Paris or really like LA. Like, like it's run just, down. Like, it, I don't know if it's, they run down. They just look mm-hmm. old. Hmm. They look, they don't look impressive, right? Yeah. And, uh. You know, you, you've lived in L.A. 
And yeah. did you ever hear the LA Country Club? No, I was. You never golfed yeah, there? Yeah. No. No? <laughs> I, was, I was. Actually, I lived in San Fernando Valley, so I was just outside of that. But yeah, I had a lot of family there. But no, I never visited. No. Okay. But is LA, like, from you recall, didn't does it have that everything looks modern or does it look like a bit of the 80s or early 90s no as far as buildings yeah no there's some areas that definitely still look like that i mean you get those here too right like they look a little older and yeah no i'm surprised about that i, I gotta check it out yeah it it kind of gave me a feel like a dentonia golf course like it really did it like sounds it didn't bad match it, and yeah. nobody knows nobody out there and by the way for those who do listen from a distance i appreciate you the lady from upstairs may not but i do Okay, so I appreciate you listening. So some of the references that I may provide or the lady from upstairs may provide are very local. But for those who are local listeners, you know when I say D'Antonio, 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 yeah. that the reference of what the background looks like as you're golfing, you will absolutely know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we're talking about a golf tournament here. Now, I wish the lines for day two, like the three ball and a lot of the bets that I took today uh, were up. They're not, so I won't be speaking to those. But what I will say is I did get one bet off today, early in the morning. And now the funny thing is, is that I was trying to bet on Scotty Scheffler. Uh, mm-hmm. And by mistake, uh, I bet on Xander Sheffley, Shoffley. Hmm. And the difference is that I bet... so. To explain for you viewers out there, I've mentioned this before. There's various bets you can take. You can bet the winner for the overall tournament. You can bet the the round. You can bet how many how many birdies somebody has. And this is a tournament of birdies, by the way. So there's a lot of holes where you'll see guys like five, six birdies, and that's not uh, surprising compared to some of the other majors we've seen so far this year. But um, I almost lost my train of thought. Can you, do you know what my train of thought was? My train of thought was. I placed a wager thinking it was uh, Scotty Shuffler, but it was actually uh, Xander Shoffley. That's funny. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking right off the bat, so Scotty Scheffler, first hole, he drives one into the sand trap, and he finished it. He has a bogey in the first hole. I'm like, oh, like, what the fuck? Here, the first hole. Womp womp. Yeah, what, <laughs> what the fuck? And then I'm like, okay, let me check that again for some reason, because I know he's facing... His threesome was John Rahm and Vic, uh, Victor Hovland. And I'm like, they're not golfing together. What the, that's weird. So I go check and I'm like, oh shit, I got Xander Shoffley. He's, got, he's, he's, he's one below par. And now he's leading the tournament. So I got the win. So my $50 turned, to, turned into $97 wow. profit. So 50 back, 97 profit. So do you think officially, if I was at a barbecue again next weekend, can I legitimately go to somebody and say, hey, here's what I took and I won with and feel confident that I should stand behind my bet that I won or should I, should I keep that to myself knowing it was a mistake? What's the etiquette you think? I think you should keep that to yourself or you could admit that it was um, one of those because we've all done it before, right? Yeah. Like I think I told you once that or I may have, may have mentioned it in this podcast that I put a bet through. Uh, I thought I put a bet through, and oh my god, I lost it, and then actually didn't because I'd never it went never went through. So 
I think it's one of those things where you just make mistakes and sometimes it works out and you know, like you said, maybe just get Barney to pick the picks and you might get lucky. He's Barney Betts, by the way. Barney That's Betts. his official handle. Barney Betts. Okay. Barney Betts. Okay. <laughs> so I, I've done that a few times, right? Sometimes it does not work out. And the many times, especially during football season and many of these sports books you're doing online, they're so busy, they start clocking and your bet's like, you know, you see the circle going. You're like, did it go through, not go through? And you go in and bet again. And sometimes your bet shows up twice. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it does not. And it's too late to cash out because you're going to lose, mm-hmm. you know, a few dollars and you don't want to cash out if you bet 100 and get back, like, you know, 90 on nothing. So uh, yeah. just be careful out there, folks. That's a warning. That This is like a public service announcement. <laughs> but for etiquette, you're thinking that you probably should keep it to yourself uh, or have a disclaimer that I took it, but here's the story of what I did. Yeah, I just... Just admit, you know what? It actually that would probably be a nice uh, sort of fun poll to put on your Facebook page. Like, what would you do? It's interesting to hear what um, your listeners would do. You're right. I did ask yeah. an interesting question, and that's from an interesting person. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely correct. That was. I a give great you question. too much credit. Come on. No, I just uh, I put up the product, and uh, you know the credit's just there to be given. So thank you. Anywho, Gosh. anywho, I said it again. Sorry. <laughs> Take a shot for any time I say anything on the podcast. So, going Drunk. into just some thoughts going forward in the tournament. Well, Xander Shoffley is tied at minus eight with Ricky Fowler. And they both shot a 62, which is a U.S. Open mm-hmm. record. So, that's crazy because there's a lot of short holes on this. Mm-hmm. So, you have Xander Shoffley and Ricky Fowler that had a lot of birdies. But there's a lot of guys that had a lot of birdies, but also a lot of bogeys. So even though, but that's not funny. I don't know. It just sounds funny for someone that doesn't know like anything about sports or golf to hear birdies and bogeys. It's just funny. Stop being a putz. <laughs> what do you mean? Anyway, sorry. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. So Xander Shoffley right now is favorite to win the tournament at plus three fifty. However, it's weird because Ricky Fowler, who's also minus eight. Is plus 650. So the betters are thinking Xander Shoffley is the guy, you know, even though he's tied for the lead. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if he's going to hold on. He had a great day. He's got a significant lead over a lot of guys. However, I think some value here is uh, Rory. What's his name? Rory. I knew you were going to ask me that. Right. McElroy. Very good. Before <laughs> is McLeod. McIlroy. Like it sounded like you had a root canal and you were trying to spell out the word. But Rory McIlroy, I'm very impressed. Good I, job. I knew I was going to remember it. I knew you were going to test me. So I'm, I don't know if I'm convinced Rory is a real contender here. Rory has been, you know, he's, he hasn't been great recently. He faded out of the RBC here in, in Canada. Uh, he's plus 800, and he's at minus 5. He had a good, strong showing today. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. Maybe the Live Tour and the PGA announcement and the merger could have just pissed him off and really set uh, his sights on dominating any Live player that's in front of him. But uh, he's at plus 800, <clears throat> only three shots back. There is value there. So one guy that has a lot of value to me, and he's been asleep ever since he went to the Live Tour, and that's Dustin Johnson. He's plus 850. He's at minus six behind Rory. But Dustin Johnson, to me, has more of a pedigree of when he's on fire, he's on fire. 
you know, a former Masters champion. Do you know who Dustin Johnson's father-in-law is? As I drink water and you fill the void. Uh, no. All right. Was this, that long enough to say, uh, no. <laughs> his father-in-law yeah. is Wayne Gretzky. Oh. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Actually, I don't even know if he married Gretzky's daughter or not, but they have kids together. and so uh-huh. Kind of married. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, hey, what, why do we, you know, why, why do us go through the process where others don't? I don't know. Anyway. And Damn it, who? I said it again. Sorry. Shot. Take a shot. 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 <laughs> so... I, Dustin Johnson, he's starting to get his game going. Watch out. He can go on a run for multiple weeks, and maybe he's kicking it off here at the U.S. Open. John Rahm, well back, seven strokes back, minus one. He is plus 2,100. But you know what he is? You know what John Rahm is? What? He's John Rahm. And that's okay. uh, he's the Masters champion. He's that damn good. And seven strokes over three days. Is it really out of the realm of possibility? Why are you laughing at the strokes? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> We're trying to be a professional okay. sports betting and sports news podcast here, okay? Let's keep it down. Okay. Can you fill up my... <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> out of the vintage box of wine? We should have... Honestly, we should have... You know, if this podcast goes anywhere, we should have our own... That's The box of wine is good. There's going to be an overrated experience. Sports betting podcast box of wine. There you go. And it's going to have overrated experience symbol on it. What about that? What do you think about that? Would you drink that wine? Hey, I've heard of other businesses, uh, you know, working out. You never know. Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting for my wine before I go further. Anyway, okay. So John Rock, 2100, minus one right now. He's kind of behind, but over three days, he can catch on fire. Now, here's a sneaky one. And he played quite well today, you know. He and he recovered well after a few poor shots early, and he's at sitting at minus three. And that's Bryson DeChambeau. The course, it's it's weird because there's there's a lot of yardage on the course, but there's also a lot of short yardage or sorry, short uh, par threes. He might be a wild card here. There's always somebody in the live tour that you don't expect to step up. Kepka has been the guy, you know, the last two times. Phil Mickelson has. Uh, you know, why can't Bryson? He's plus 2,800, only five strokes behind. You know, he lost luster before he went mm. to the Live Tour. Mm. So watch out. It seems like he's healthy. It's kind of kind of like, actually, if you watch him, though, it's got like an awkward, like weird kind of, you know, stance and the way he's hitting the ball. It's been effective, but he looks kind of weird. Is it Do as you- weird as mine? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if it was weird as you, he would not be at the US Open. <laughs> I'm going to point that out that if he is, if Bryson DeChambeau is, you know, using the mechanics of the lady from upstairs, I'm not sure if he'll get that multi hundred million dollar offer from the Live Tour to come join them. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. No, mm-hmm. no, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see the him matching your, you know, strategy. Just, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Nobody wants that, to see my see stance. That, I don't see that as a win for Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was going to say any who there, but that, whoa. That was, oh, that was, I can't take any more shots. Come on. Okay. That was some good content. <laughs> okay. We're going to shift over. So U.S. Open Action, I encourage you. Actually, before we shift over, we got the overrated 
the U.S. Overrated Experience Open, which is our fantasy pool with a few folks on the office pool site. I will say that, uh, you know what? It's a good job. I'm in 10th place. So that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. But sorry, remind me how many, uh, how many players there are? There are 10. Oh, that's not good then, right? Okay. There's a desperate person at the end called Let Me Win. That, that's me. I'm oh, very desperate. Oh, okay. Yeah, very desperate. <laughs> I took Victor Hovland. As I thought he would go on a run. He, he had an average day at best today. So we have... Uh, I'm going to have a shout-out here. So three-time champion, Adam from Oak Ridge. Nah, what's your name should we give him? What do you think? What, what, what If we were like a knight... Like a king or a queen knighting Adam. Because he's a two-time champion of the overrated experience Masters and PGA Championship. Yeah. So what do you think? What What's your reference? Hmm. I'm stumped, actually. I don't know. I don't know what I would call him. All right. We can, <laughs> maybe we'll get back. Okay. We're going to get back. We're going to give him a name. Yeah. But as a two-time name. champion, he's going for the Grand Slam. He's not number one yet. Uh, we have uh, Horser is number one. So our boy from Mississauga is uh, leading the pack. I think he, he's hungry. He was ready for this. And he's ready to win. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. We'll have to think of a nickname for Horser. I think that's it. <laughs> no, I don't want Horser. I think it's got to be that's more. That's his nickname. <laughs> that's uh, it's got to be. We'll see. Well, maybe we will discuss with Horser mm-hmm. what name would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. All right, so Austin Clubs, new entry into the uh, to the overrated experience. Oh, the U.S. Overrated Experience Open is number two. You know, you, did you know that Austin Clubs texted me today? Goes, how does the, how does the scoring work? And he's in the second <laughs> slot, and I'm I'm sitting there in last. So that tells you yeah, how well I'm doing. Exactly. So that is the golf. See, any thoughts on uh, the golf pool? Like, do you? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you about the office pools. To me, mm-hmm. it it's easy to set up, easy to get the emails out, get easy to get people signed up. I find it somewhat clunky to navigate and use their website and then transition over to uh, the app. And I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with it, and I'll run with it for the British Open that comes up. Mm-hmm. But what, like you as a user, how do you find the office pools app? Uh, Do you use the app or the website? I know I I used uh, the app. It's not too bad. I think I was able to find the team and the ranking faster than you were on the desktop. So I think the app might be better. Maybe to set it up, maybe the desktop, but to actually viewing it, I think you should look at the app. It's not too bad, but yeah, it's yeah. I also have admin access, so I have to jump between yeah. admin access yeah. and this. So. I find sometimes I'm wasting time navigating around to try to find what I'm looking for, whether I'm looking for a list of players and their email addresses, whether I'm looking for, hey, what's the standings? Maybe I'm looking for the other things. I just not, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not it's not a 10 out of 10 experience so far. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to move on and transition over to the boys of summer. What sport is the boys of summer? Baseball. What's your favorite baseball movie, by the way? Um, is it Field of Dreams? What's it called? It must be your favorite that you can't remember <laughs> it. 
So is that the ones? What about Major League with Charlie Sheen and? Uh, oh yes, I like that one. It's funny. Okay, it's funny because I like I I like Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So, I love baseball, but I I love Bull Durham. I have filled the dream, so I'll put it up there. Obviously, uh, obviously, Major League is one of the best as well. Have you ever seen For the Love of the Game, Kevin Costner? No, I don't think I have. That is also good. So baseball, we love it, and we're going to jump into it. So last week, the lady from upstairs and KB, Kyle Blinder over here, took three games each, and we decided to put our records up against each other. So my record was one and two, whatever, and then the lady from upstairs was two and one. So she holds a slight lead right now. So we're going to pick five games each here, and we're going to keep track of how well we're doing. So we're going to go to the board. And we're going to talk about... I'm curious of where the lady from upstairs got her insight to make these picks. So let's start with you. Baltimore and Chicago, which I love the fact that Chicago loves to play a home game at 2.20 all, all the time. Friday afternoon, live from Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Talk about a ballpark. You got It's a bucket list ballpark. Sit in the outfield near the Ivy. It on Waveland Avenue. Just that'd be amazing. So what have you taken? Baltimore, Chicago. I took the over for that seven and a half. What was your rationale? I just like that it's seven and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. Nothing else. That's the uh that's what gets me every time. It's uh you know how some people get caught up like they go they, they're in the store and if they see something on sale, it, it, it attracts them. Like, it's, it's oh, my God, if it's on sale, i got to grab it. I, yeah. I can't pass this offer up. That's, well, that's like me and over-under that looks low. Well, yeah, and, and, I mean, like, I looked at um, I looked at the money line, too. So, Orioles was, like, minus 116. Mm-hmm. Cobbs was, like, 102, so it's not too far apart. So, I thought, you know, I think the 7.5 might be okay. So, yeah. You know what I love is we go, as we go further and I push you to act, like even if you're not on, if for some reason you can't make it, you will provide your picks each week, okay? Mm-hmm. Going into the Friday games, if depending, or depending on the day after the podcast is actually recorded. Mm-hmm. And I'll love to see how it transitions from what you just said, why you picked, to maybe a little more educated analysis. I'm, not, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. just because as you become more familiar, mm-hmm. you may choose teams and games a different way so you're taking the baltimore cubs game over yeah and then you also wanted to take the yankees and red Sox. what did you want to do there i picked the over actually for nine and a half what's that minus 105 um again just like good teams um i just don't know like I, i know the boston's the favorite but i think um I think they can score a lot of runs. So I went with the nine and a half. It was at minus 105. So Okay. So yeah. it's a high game. It's high in Boston. Yeah. You're thinking the two teams yeah. are going to put up some numbers tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then let's move on. The Jays are in Texas, and you've taken... I actually took <clears throat> the spread for the Blue Jays on that. It was plus 115. So uh, Jays are a favorite to win. Uh, I just wasn't sure about the eight and a half, so I decided to take the the spread. So you took the run line. So the spread yeah. in baseball is yeah. the run line for everybody out there. Yeah. Just, just throwing it out there that 
if you think a team is dominant mm-hmm. and will win, then you may feel better with the odds if they win by two or more. Now, Texas, just let you know. Do you know what Texas's record is, by the way? What? Okay, sorry. I'm going to tell you the Blue Jays record, and I'll tell you Texas's record. Okay. okay. So the Blue Jays currently are 38 and 32. Okay. The Texas Rangers are 42 and 26. <laughs> <laughs> However, the reason why the odds are pretty decent that the Jays yeah. are favored yeah. is because Kevin Gossman's on the mound, which mm, is the yeah. he's he's five and three. He's he's he can be dominant. Mm-hmm. He did get lit up the last time he pitched, but it's not a bad pick. Is it a pick I would take? But am I a winner? No. So let's go with it. See what happens. Yeah, let's go with it. All right. So Angels Royals was another game that stood out to you. What what did you like there? I also took the spread. Sorry, the run line. Okay. Uh, with Angels, and it was at plus one hundred two. So, as you said, good value. <laughs> it's funny because I had seen it at minus one hundred four. Yeah. So you got a plus one hundred two, and you took yeah. the Angels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Nothing wrong there. Okay. I like that. So also your last and final fifth game, Cleveland Arizona. What did you take there? I took the over seven and a half. I think seven and a half is doable. So. Okay, let's let's check it again because when I checked it when you when you listed your plays, it's earlier than you it was know. earlier and it was at eight. So let's see what it's at today. So the right now and this is mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, yeah, it's at eight. So I mean, if you got it at seven and a half, mm. and what was it minus one eighteen minus one eighteen, that means you've gotten value, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty sharp that you. If you wanted to consider a win without actually making money, that if the spread goes your way, if you picked an over and it keeps going up, you got to consider that you you looked at it the right way, or like you know you look you kind of had a good take on why you took it. So just to recap, you have Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Chicago Cubs tomorrow afternoon over seven and a half minus one fifteen. Yep. You have the Yankees Red Sox big rivalry over nine and a half minus one hundred five. Mm-hmm. Jays Rangers took the run line. Minus 1.5 at plus 115. Mm-hmm. Angels, uh, Royals, you also took the run line. You got it a plus. I had it at minus 104, but you got it a plus. Mm-hmm. And you took the Cleveland Guardians and the Arizona Diamondbacks over 7.5. It was 8, so you get line value there. Those are your five picks. The five picks I took, and I do see value at the uh, St. Louis Cardinals take on the, Minis- or the New York Mets. The Cardinals have lost five in a row. The Mets are not great either. However... The cards are kind of in a tailwind right now for some of the losses, especially in that series against the Giants. So I like the Mets at the even money. Next game I like is Colorado-Atlanta. They're not playing in Colorado, so the thin air is not there. However, Atlanta and Colorado do put up numbers. I think we had a large scoring game tonight. I think it ended 8-4, and I, I like the 9.5 at minus 120. Philadelphia over Oakland. Uh, plus, I took the run line here mm-hmm. at plus 114. And Oakland uh, did have a little spurt, putting a few back, to, you know, series sweep in Milwaukee. First of all, Milwaukee, you should be disgusted with yourself. He actually got swept by the Oakland A's. And they came back and, you know, handled the A's a few losses. But I think they're going to come back down to earth. The uh, Philadelphia Phillies, uh, big win today over the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I'll tell you right now what pisses me off about baseball sometimes. I had the over-under today, nine runs against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Philadelphia Phillies, 5-4 after four and a half innings, which is a push, right? Mm-hmm. So four and a half innings. What do you think the game ended at? What? 5-4. Four. <laughs> four and a half innings, nothing. 
and you sit there and watch and you see runners left on base opportunities missed so that's the that's the life of a gambler i guess yeah. so Minnesota, or philadelphia run line plus 114 cincinnati houston i know houston's uh miss uh, missing a few a few guys but i still like that game to go eight over eight and a half tampa bay and uh san diego i'm gonna take tampa bay even though that uh Hugh darvish is on the mound minus 116 and those are my five and i hope to crush the lady from upstairs okay we'll see all right it's on it's on so let's end this off with a few minutes dedicated to the canadian football league so the canadian football league kicked off last week and now we're into week two and i'm going to give you a couple of picks and then i'm going to ask the lady from upstairs a couple of trivia questions okay all right okay are you ready for those trivia questions wait i'm not going to answer them yet but i'm saying you're ready so you can think you know really think of what i really know about canadian football uh yeah i don't know much okay. but i will let's start off with what does cfl best. stand for Canadian Football League. Very good. It's a good start. So we'll get back to you. Okay. All right. So what uh, I like going into the weekend, I do like a parlay. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Friday night, take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to win. Winnipeg is the dominant team in the CFL. Uh, and then you have Saturday, you have the BC Lions uh, hosting the Edmonton Elks. So I like the parlay with Winnipeg and BC. If you put 100 you're going to win $88. You know, it's not massive, but I think you got I think you got a good, you know, opportunity to the odds are well in your favor uh, to take that and win. And then also on Sunday, we have the defending Grey Cup champions, the Toronto Argonauts, taking on and hosting the Hamilton Tiger Cats at BMO Field in Toronto. I do like the over at forty six and a half. I see the Argos getting a shootout here in Hamilton. I could be wrong, but I'm probably right. So now we're on to CFL action, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. So, the NFL, their field of play mm -hmm. is 100 yards long. How long is the Canadian Football League field? I thought I was getting multiple choice. Not this one. Not this okay, one. it's shorter. I'll, it's all I know. It is, is it? not. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> How many, just keep thinking, guys, how many yards? So NFL is 100. Yeah. What would you think the CFL? 120. 110. 110, okay. 110 yards. That's Canadian football. Okay. It's actually wider. I just don't know the dimensions, but it's okay. also wider and longer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dramatic pause to understand what hand signals I probably provided. Okay. Downstairs. Anyway. <laughs> Can you name all nine Canadian football league teams? Let's go. Come on. Toronto Argonauts. That's one. Calgary Stampeders. That's two. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Very good. That's three. Um, is there still a Montreal? Yes, there is. Very good. That's four. <laughs> Holy crap. You got oh five God. to go. You do have the opportunity to ask for help, and I'll give you a province, and then you can decide what team you think it might be. Help. <laughs> okay. British Columbia. Whitecaps? Oh, my God. No, that's not That is not the, wrong the wrong sport. sport. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> that is the Vancouver Whitecaps of Van the MLS. Okay. Vancouver, hold on. I, it, oh, the, oh, oh, oh! Uh, is it the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? 
in B- oh sorry is it yes the winnipeg blue burners are a team yeah but we were trying to sort out i know the but British i remember team. that one so that came back so i had to say <laughs> okay, it before okay, i forgot okay, okay. so the winnipeg blue bombers okay okay uh vancouver no vancouver sorry bc, BC. lions right okay. okay and what about the saskatchewan team rough riders very good because i mentioned it. what about the edmonton team edmonton they used to formerly be known as the Edmonton Eskimos. Okay, they did that's change what their I was, name. That's what so I was going to say because I don't remember. Okay, I don't know it's what the Edmonton name. Elks now. Okay. Okay, so you talked okay. about the BC Lions, talked about the Edmonton Elks, talked about Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. Talked about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, talked about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, yeah. Hamilton Tiger Cats, Montreal West, Toronto Argonauts. There's one more team in Ottawa. What team is that? I don't think you know. I'm going to give it to you. Can I call a friend? You're going to actually call somebody? No, I'm kidding. I don't have I thought my phone was going to ring. <laughs> it was. The Ottawa know. Red Blacks. Oh, okay. So nine teams. I don't think I've ever heard of that name. All right. <laughs> okay. Is the NFL football smaller or bigger than the Canadian Football League football? NFL is bigger. And... That is incorrect. The what? CFL football is larger. I don't know. I don't have really? the dimensions in front of me, huh. but it okay. is larger. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So that was the CFL trivia. I just want to make sure you're on your toes on that. How do you feel about that? Well, I want to say it wasn't that bad for someone who doesn't know that much. <laughs> oh, Come sorry, on. That's, I uh, sorry. That much about CFL or just in general? CFL. In general, in general, oh, in general? too. In general. You don't know much about it in general? Okay, that's a lot of wine talking. Here. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're at the end of the episode 41 of the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. Any last words, lady from upstairs? Thank you for having me again. It's wonderful to be here. Well, it's great that you're available <laughs> when we can't find another guest. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So everybody out there, please again join us on Twitter at overrated overrated expr2 on Twitter, and obviously the Facebook page, overrated experience sports betting podcast. You'll find us there. Join us. Join the conversation. Let's get the group going. Let's have some fun. And then I'm just going to say that you've listened to the podcast. The pleasure's all been yours. Over and out.